Hello. Welcome to Free Your Children on 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission here at Free Your Children is to share the truth in love about education. I hope this ministry will equip you for battle. I fully believe that we are in a battle for the souls of our nation's children. Come with us as we give you what you need to fight that battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians six ten through 11. I want to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you are in the Middle Tennessee area and you have storage needs, you can find Safe Storage at safestoragetn.com. They can take care of you here in Middle Tennessee at their storage locations in Mount Pleasant and Columbia. If you are interested in sponsoring Free Your Children Radio Show, contact me and I will be happy to send you a sponsorship packet. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram. I am venturing into Twitter. It used to be Twitter. I think now it's known as X. You can find me there. You can also find me at freeyourchildren.com, my website. I'm also a monthly contributor to the Borough Pulse. That's B-O-R-O-P-U-L-S-E dot com. There, all of my articles that I have penned to date are all about education. So I hope you'll hop over and check those out as well. Initially, I want to take some time tonight to pray for our military as we are now currently um, headed over and sending troops over to deal with the situation that's unfolding in Israel. So if you are listening, please pray for Israel and our service men and women who are there. Also, I want to take some time tonight to encourage everyone to get into some good literature. I have several titles that I like to recommend. School World Order by John Kleizek is a good one. If you haven't read Weapons of Mass Instruction, I highly recommend that one. Also, The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America by Charlotte Israbit. Those are some titles that I encourage you to read if you haven't started reading those already. If you have, let me know what you thought about those. You can send me an email at freeyourchildren at gmail.com, or you can go over to my website and send in... um, a message there as well. But I'm always curious to know what my listeners are reading and everything that they have that's going on in your state. If if you are in a state, there's lots of states right now that are embroiled in, in initiatives that are threatening their educational freedoms. Texas is dealing with some things right now. So if you are in a state and you feel like there needs to be some attention um, placed on what's going on, let me know because I'd like to cover that too. One of my many missions here at Free Your Children is to preserve our educational freedoms. So I'm very interested in helping to get the word out to those that need to hear it. I am excited about the guest I have with us tonight. His name is David Blackwell, and he is from Williamson County, Tennessee, and there's a lot going on in Williamson County. Welcome, David. It's great to have you with us tonight, and can you Tell our listeners about yourself. Uh, Well, my name is David Blackwell. I'm a registered nurse and board-certified case manager. I've been a registered nurse for 25 years. I spent most of my career in emergency medicine, ICU, and cardiac. And uh, now, after COVID-19, I'm kind of semi-retired and um, doing home care, trying to keep people out of the hospital at this point because, uh, well, what we just witnessed was quite horrific. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you for the work that you do. Thank you. Because it is very much needed, and we appreciate people who are telling us the truth that are in health care. Well, that needs to occur. Absolutely. We're not getting that often. And and as you said, we saw some atrocities during COVID. We did. And I hope we don't have a repeat of that. And there's a lot going on in Williamson County, specifically in the realm of education as well. And it crosses over into medical and health-related issues. And that's kind of how you got involved, well, right? It, it is. You know, I was just telling people this morning, um, I don't know if everybody saw James O'Keefe and him calling out uh, the Pfizer VP there at the Williamson County uh, School Board. But when my son started at uh, Centennial High School in Williamson County, he sent me a screenshot of a Twitter account where these kids were trading Adderall for Ritalin in the halls. Being a nurse, being a father, being someone concerned, I immediately called the principal's office. And the next thing I know, the assistant principal calls me and says, Mr. Blackwell, you don't know how bad it is. And fast forward to COVID-19, fast forward to medical tyranny, fast forward to the masking of the children, how they went about passing this whole COVID-19 mRNA technology and the vaccine They knew if they could get the kids on board or or get it approved by the FDA for the children, that the liability clause went out the window. It's all illegal now. Yes. And, um, you know, I was for tort reform. I was down in Mississippi when we were doing tort reform for doctors and frivolous lawsuits because I know how hard we work on that end at the hospital level. But there has to be a balance and now i'm on the bobby kennedy side i'm on the 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 trial attorney side at this point because as my friend jim who teaches tennis down in pensacola he says listen trial attorneys have probably saved more lives than doctors sad (laughs) (laughs) absolutely sad well We're speaking about one of the school board members. I think he was actually appointed as the vice president now of the school board there in Williamson County. Well, that's that's my understanding. I know when all of this went down, uh, Fiscus was there. His wife was involved and and went verbal about, you know, the state being able to vaccine your vaccinate your children without parental Mm -hmm. permission and that blew a lot of parents were like oh hold on now Mm -hmm. and so they basically got run out of the state Mm -hmm. and of course i just pointed out you know um that to a lot of people take a look at dr fiscus and she's not you know the 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 picture of health right (laughs) and i'm thinking to myself (laughs) come on you know yeah i think health is a personal thing Mm -hmm. i think um you know what you do in your routine if that works for you then that needs to work for you right you know uh as far as the state coming in and and demanding that you get the pacemaker because you might have a heart issue or this or Mm -hmm. this i mean it just we're 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 borderline medical fascism yeah And that scares yeah. me. Yeah, it's very scary. And I have focused a lot. I wrote an article for the Borough Pulse titled Schools They Have Become Medicalized. And I'm seeing a lot of this. And I want to touch on that. But I want to give our listeners a little bit of a background as to exactly what occurred at some of the school board meetings that you were involved with. So back in 2021, over on For Your Children, I started alerting people to the fact that the VP of Pfizer was running as a school board member in the election. He wanted to be on the school board in Williamson County, Tennessee. 
So I started putting information out there, parents, are you concerned? Do you want, because this was in the heat of COVID, you know, in 2021. Parents, do you really want the VP of Pfizer sitting on your local school board? No, it's my understanding he's VP of government relations. Is that correct? I think, I think think so. Yes. And so the, the problem with this was, Williamson County, they were voting to mask kids, correct? That's that's what they wanted to, all because of Tony Fauci and the CDC. But right. There's right. a long history of that, and I'll go back and share with you when all that started, if you like. Yeah, you absolutely, absolutely, because I saw a clip. A friend of mine, of course, introduced me to you because I saw a clip from a school board meeting where you were shown the door, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> ousted because you were sharing your opposition right. to what the school board was getting ready to vote on. And I'm going to let you take it from here and explain to our listeners what was occurring. Oh, this all started during the swine flu. I was working uh, emergency room nursing. I was a triage nurse down at Centennial Medical Center here in Nashville, Tennessee. But basically what had happened is somebody in the legislature or through the CDC or CMS wrote into the legislation that if you owned a hospital with 100 beds or more, I forget exactly how it read, but it was going to start fining these hospitals a fine through CMS, who manages dollars for Medicare, if they could not get a certain percentage of their staff vaccinated. Okay? And so HCA, being Healthcare Corporation of America, uh, all about the money, um, they decided that they were going to either do the mask or vax campaign through HR. You were either going to take the flu shot, whether you needed it or not or wanted to or not, Mm -hmm. or they were going to force you to wear a mask throughout flu season. With no science Mm -hmm. whatsoever, the Ontario Nurses Association, they tried it. HCA wrote the book. Right. Okay, and it goes through every one of these corporate hospital systems Mm -hmm. and up into Canada and whatnot. Well, the Ontario Nurses Association, you can look back on it, they're unionized and they sued and won in arbitration not once but twice regarding the science. Right. So I knew it was bogus science to begin with because, again, I've been a nurse for 25 years. I've been peed on, bled on, pooped on, sneezed on, coughed on, swung at by the filthiest people on the face of the earth. Right. And I know that's not the way viruses, you know, just right. just mm-hmm. happen. Uh so I wrote the medical director at the time, but they were tone deaf mm-hmm. because of money, because <laughs> of greed. Mm-hmm. And instead of eating and instead of eating the fine and doing what was right on behalf of their staff, they're all about the money. Right. And that's that's what we're seeing today. Yeah, we're seeing it in education, too. It, it always goes back to that. No, and, greed, and I remind people that it was the church that founded the first hospitals in Western civilization. They founded the, they were hospices mm-hmm. is what they were. Mm-hmm. And nurses, before Rockefeller invented a medical doctor, it was nurses that ran the hospital. Right. Through Jewish penicillin, mm-hmm. i.e. chicken soup, mm-hmm. a little salve, a little sunlight, right. a little loving, tender care, mm-hmm. you know, and, and whatnot. It wasn't until the advent of antibiotics that you had the big explosion in, right. in human population. The well, m- you just mentioned a name there, Rockefeller. If if people have listened to me long enough, they're going to see a lot of similarities. <laughs> people need to look into Rockefeller Absolutely. Medicine, 
how big pharmacy started mm-hmm. and whatnot. I've right. Got, you know, and it, it's just nobody does. Right. We just <laughs> yeah. wake up. We go to the doctor. He's right. got a white coat on. He knows everything. We've been conditioned to do that well, through exactly. our educational system. Absolutely. Well, it was all by design. That's one of the problems with America today. Yep. America was settled by yeoman farmers, artisans, and philosophers. Mm-hmm. And the philosophical question is why, mm-hmm. you know, and so Americans in general just don't ask why. Right. And it's it's gotten out of hand and we just witnessed it. And so when they came at the kids with the masking and all that, <clears throat> I knew mm-hmm. it was just red flags right. all over me. And when I left the hospital, I left that school board meeting after I got thrown out. Uh huh. I went to work that Saturday. I and you were there telling them what? What were you, what did you speak I, about? I had brought, and it sits on the CDC website uh-huh. now, <laughs> a, a, a report by the University of Hong Kong that went back and looked at random controlled trials with regards to flu, sh- uh, flu, um, flu season and masking. Mm-hmm. And there's just no science. Right. It never has been. They have mm-hmm. not yet. And, of course, what we've learned, there's a difference between these models of testing or these reports and anthony fauci says well there's there's reports out there there, there there's studies out there <laughs> it's all how you do this stuff. exactly and it's random controlled trials double blinded placebo control mm-hmm. that's that's you're going to be your gold standard right and so you know we can manipulate science exactly you know observational right you know and and whatnot and that's what they've done right and so when i slammed that down and you can look at the video uh of me slamming that down on the school board desk that was the study mm-hmm. that i was putting forth and it was very upsetting to me because i had colleagues in that uh, audience that were pro mass that right. were nurse practitioners, that were doctors and whatnot. And mm-hmm. it, it, that's what's even scarier. Yeah, absolutely. Is, it, and I told Dr. Garza, one, one of my friends who's a plastic surgeon, I said, look, I was top of my class. I was on the dean's list. Mm-hmm. I know how to read science. Right. But I also know there's people that barely pass boards and are just happy to be here. Yep. And that <laughs> is a scary thing. Yeah, very. Absolutely. I mean, because a doctor or a nurse is no different than a Walmart checkout person. Sometimes you get a good one and sometimes you get a terrible. Right. Exactly. And and that's the scary thing. And I've always said this. You're always entitled to a second opinion. Yes. A second opinion is very valuable. I agree. And now, where can they find you, David? I know that you've written you've written some uh, an article because I've read it. Well, I at, keep a Substack. Yes. It's, okay. And how can they find that? Uh, you got me. <laughs> <It's> on- <laughs> I'll share that. I'll share the link to his Substack so you can go back and watch the clip from the school board meeting where he was ousted, and also read what he has written to date because he has some really good information, uh, kind of about the events that have unfolded there in Williamson County. And speaking about about all of this, it, it really blew up. You know, you were you've been speaking out about this since COVID started. That's correct. And you know, trying to warn parents and trying to get the school board to do the right thing. You know, for the kids there in Williamson County, and then James O'Keefe <laughs> entered into the picture and kind of picked up on all of this. So, I recently um, did a seminar because I have been traveling to multiple locations, doing seminars to. In, in the hopes of educating parents about what's really going on in terms of education, the medicalization of our schools here in the United States, the um, attempted uh, takeaway of our Second Amendment rights, which they're going to try to implement through all these mental health initiatives that they're pushing and many other things that I'm discussing in these seminars. And after one of the, the last seminar that I did, 
for Turning Point USA, ironically, in Williamson County, uh, there were some people that were in attendance at that meeting who alerted everyone to the fact that this school board, most recent school board meeting was coming up. And they were all going, they were trying to get parents to assemble and show up for this meeting to speak out about the LGBTQ flag that they were um, flying, allegedly, in some of the classrooms there in Williamson County. I think it might have been Bethesda, if my memory serves me correctly. But anyway, so they were trying to get everyone to come and wanted them to speak about why, you know, they wanted the flag removed. And I, I listened to them, and I know that, you know, this is a Christian radio show. This is a, a, a Christian ministry for your children as a Christian ministry. And obviously, we know and understand that those ideologies are very damaging to the kids because the they kids, are. And yes. They're not, and they're not healthy. No. And, and the kids are being indoctrinated into all this. However, I remember thinking when I was, and I, and I spoke to numerous people about this, and I said, you're going to school board me- uh, meetings and you're speaking about these things. And you leave, and they're still doing it anyway. Right. They're still impl- they take the flag away, okay, but they're still implementing all these ideologies in the schools, whether there's a flag there or not. But I remember it, telling them there are lots of bigger issues, much bigger issues in the schools that you need to be focusing on as well. And this is one of them because I remember when Josh Brown was running, and this was in 2021, and I kept saying over and over again, because this was in the middle of COVID. Do you really want uh, a person that is an employee of Pfizer sitting on the school board? And if my memory serves me correctly, I believe that he spent like $60,000 to run for that school board position. And I'd read multiple articles that stated that the average school board person that's running for school board spends around ten to twelve thousand dollars so it seemed like an astronomical amount of money for someone to try to be able to take a school board seat right and and now in the light of 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 dr walker Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what was his first name uh tristan walker i believe i think so either way yeah where they're manipulating viruses in the laboratory and this is I mean, come on, if they kill your grandmother? Yeah. And this is what I point out. I mean, how come the sheriff's not all over this? Right. Where's the FBI? Yes. Where's anybody, these these law enforcement agencies? If they kill your grandmother or someone Mm -hmm. else's grandmother by manipulating these viruses, do you know how many heart attacks and strokes I've seen because grandma's having a coughing fit? Right. A lot. Yes. And so this is going to occur. And it blows me away that it's crickets. Yeah. It's absolute crickets. Yeah. And as I was saying earlier, it was the church that brought us the first hospitals. Mm -hmm. The churches maintained that there were Ten Commandments, seven deadly sins, and one golden rule. Mm -hmm. Well, if you think about our health care system right now, our sick care system, Mm -hmm. sloth and gluttony Mm -hmm. and greed Mm -hmm. are three of the seven deadly sins. And you've got greed feeding on slothfulness and gluttony. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, it's certainly not the golden rule, treat your neighbor as you would have them treat yourselves, because we're watching it. Right. And that's quite alarming. I've said this when the churches got out of the business of healthcare. You know, when we all grew up, it was a Baptist hospital, a Methodist hospital, a Catholic hospital, a Presbyterian. You know, you had the churches involved in the hospitals. <clears throat> but now the churches have sold out 
the <laughs> hospitals, turn them over to corporations mm-hmm. that have investors mm-hmm. who use these as assembly line for profit. If anybody in this country needs a union, it's Medicare recipients. Because when we pay into the Medicare system and grandma will get that money for her knee replacement, that money's for grandma's knee replacement and to care for grandma. It's not to cut the staff short to where grandmother's laying around in a dirty diaper and nobody comes and gets her out of bed, mm-hmm. all because the investors want to rake in those health care dollars. Yep. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're doing that. And the same thing's going on in education, in the educational realm, too. The churches have gotten out of the fight with education a long time ago, and it's because they've sold out. You know, they can't say certain things from the pulpit because the majority of the churches are 501c3s. They don't want to lose that money. They don't want to lose that tax status. And so they're not going to touch what's really going on in education. And in the meantime, we have our children are being abused in the in the government school system. I mean, what's going on is abuse. And the church remains quiet because they don't want to share truth from the pulpit. You know, as well as I do, a lot of churches have been Rockefeller. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you know, the funny thing about it is with what I do through Free Your Children, we've been trying to get pastors and churches to come on board with providing parents and equipping parents with the tools that they need to choose alternative forms of Christian-based education for their children. And the churches don't want to touch it. The pastors don't want to get involved. Um, We've had some pastors come. The very last seminar that I did was up in Cookville, and we had several pastors attend that one. And I think that was the first time that I've seen that many men, number one, and number two, that many men of God engaged and really understanding the need and what needs to happen. And until the church, and I've written about this too. I wrote an article titled, Where's the Church? Right. And I said, you know, we're losing our children. They're falling away from the faith in record numbers. Christianity is going to die out. But the churches, the pastors are sitting up there in the pulpit or standing up there in the pulpit. And they don't want to touch on this because in most communities, the school system is the number one employer. So if they get up there and they say things of truth, if they speak truth about what's occurring, then they're going to make those teachers and those administrators that are sitting in the congregation angry and they're going to get up and they're going to take their pocketbooks and their wallets with them. Right. And so that's what we're looking at from a church standpoint. And, and, that, and that's just it. In First Timothy, I believe it taught that the love of, of money. money is the root, root. Mm-hmm. Of all evil. Absolutely. And when the church has left that and we as a society have left that and we we don't work or, or, or do anything, especially when it comes to health care and our kids, mm-hmm. when it's all money, money, it's the root of all evil. And you're, you're right. looking at it. You're right. And you spoke about slothfulness. It's the same thing. Everyone wants what's easy. They don't want to have to do the hard things. No. They don't want to have to make sacrifices. Right. And, you know, there's dirty words called sacrifice, mm-hmm. hard work, hard work, hard work, labor. <laughs> you know, you those know. are the things that people don't want to hear. They no. They want to just keep their heads in the sand, and they want to take the path of least resistance. But in the end, that path leads to destruction. That's true. And that's where our nation is headed with all of this because they they, absolutely refuse to tackle the difficult issues. They're called deadly sins for a reason. Absolutely. And, you know, I I started out, I was Christian Episcopal here in Franklin on Mm -hmm. on the square. I baptized a Baptist down in Mississippi, left the church, came back to the Episcopal Church, Confirmed a Catholic. I'm I'm a, I'm 
I'm a Christian. Right. Okay. I've got all the bases covered. Mm-hmm. I got a Jewish godmother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and 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 it just it blows me away uh, of how we as a society have moved away from that. Yes. When it's just greed, greed, greed. It is. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is when you do a deep dive into the history of all these things, whether it be medicine, whether it be education, they're always players, the same players. They're always involved. You know, if you start connecting the dots, you start seeing the same names, you know, come well, up. The, the late Jimmy Buffett, mm-hmm. God bless his soul, he used to sing, thank God I'm not a lawyer, a thief, <laughs> or a banker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a son of a son of a sailor. There you go. He was on to something there, wasn't he? <clears throat> he was. You know, uh, you know, my prayer throughout all of this ha- has been for parents to wake up. For them to be willing to hear truth, a lot of people don't want to hear truth. They just don't want to hear it. Because once you know, then you have to do something with what what you know. And that has been a reoccurring theme after I do the seminars and I present all all the research that I've spent years, you know, researching and putting it together in a package. This is where it started. This is... These are all the things that occurred to get us to where we are today, and this is where it's headed. A lot of people, I had a doctor contact me after the Turning Point seminar, and he said, all the years that I've spent in my field of work, I'd never been to a seminar like you had given, and when it was over with, it took me days to stew on it, and then I realized why all of the work that I had done was leading me to this point. He said it all made sense. It was like all the puzzle pieces, you know, came together and I could understand the bigger picture. It made sense. So I'm sure that you're seeing things in the medical field. How, how has medicine changed? How long have you been in the, the medical field? Uh, 25 years. 25 and years. And I actually owned a physician recruiting company at one point. So back at the turn of the century, you know, uh, 1999, 2000, right. I was doing a lot of recruiting and um, I see how the system works. Dr. Malone's actually written about it and what we just witnessed about uh-huh. all these young doctors being in debt. Yeah. And they are. Yeah. They come out with a, a, a insurmountable um, uh, student loan debt. Right. And so what happens is these corporations or these hospital systems recruit these young physicians mm-hmm. out of residency to go set up shop in Lawrenceburg, mm-hmm. case in point, or, mm-hmm. or one of these smaller communities right. where the corporation fronts the doctor the first year's expenses until they can build that practice up and yada, yada, yada. But through that whole mechanism, when the corporation owns the practice, we just witnessed them pushing the COVID-19 mm-hmm. mRNA and all this, and they weren't giving their clear clinical perspective because they were scared they were going to lose their job yes. and a lot of them have told me yes, that I've I mean, heard I, that as well you know yes. and so you know when you're in debt and you've got a wife and you've got a kid and you've got a car <laughs> right. and every you got five kids and a, mm-hmm. a, a McMansion or whatever it's the debt right it's the debt everybody's in debt yep. and if the love of money is the root of all evil and Jesus ran the money changers out of the temple mm-hmm. the church taught against usury Right. And, and excessive interest mm-hmm. for years. But that whole system that we're living under is, in fact, inflationary. Yep. And so the more it inflates our dollar, mm-hmm. the more we're having to work harder, the more in debt we go, the more we're willing to compromise. Right. The more, it's just a vicious cycle. Absolutely. That's eating away at the fabric of our society. Yep. Agreed. Yes. What are you seeing in terms of patient autonomy? How has that changed? Well, um, 
It's hard to find a doctor. It's really hard to find a doctor that takes, it accepts insurance, number one, and that will allow you the freedom to choose what you think is best for your health as a, as a patient. Well, we saw a lot of the insurance companies giving incentives to uh-huh. push this yes. so-called vaccine, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. So there's a lot of that. That's been going on for years. Exactly. From dinner parties to golf trips to right. whatever. You know, from Vioxx. I can remember when my doctor from a knee injury prescribed right. me Vioxx. I didn't have insurance. I went to the drugstore. Three hundred dollars. I was yep. like, "Can I just take ibuprofen?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and thank yes. God I did, because I could have had a heart right. attack. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot of that in the system, mm-hmm. and of course now working on the um, the home care model and working with grandma and and whatnot, I'm huge on prevention. Right. You know, there's four things that a human being needs on this planet to flourish: clean water. Whole, organic, nutrient-dense food, mm-hmm. okay, straight off the farm, mm-hmm. sunlight, mm-hmm. and vigorous activity. Right. And Absolutely. those four things are the key to health. And, you know, I've got a patient now uh, that I hunt on his land, and uh-huh. we're going to go fishing on Thursday. And I asked him the other day, I said, um, Bill, you still wearing that heart monitor? He said, well, no, nah, I was on the back 40 cutting firewood. It fell off. I sent it back. <laughs> yes and i told his grandson his grandson was like he probably shouldn't be out there doing it. i said listen keith i'd much rather be moving forward in life when god calls me home amen than laying around popping pills absolutely and and this will likely i'd love to have you back and discuss this because i see this a lot i saw this when i was a teacher when i was teaching in the public school system so many kids being diagnosed with adhd and add and being placed on medication well, we just talked about earlier yes and i remember then saying to my co-workers at the time if all of these kids truly have adhd it's an epidemic Mm-hmm. I mean, why are all these kids being diagnosed with all with ADHD, ADD? You know, and you think about it, you just said it right there. They're having to sit in a desk right, all get, day long. Get them on the playground. Yes, get, get them, them in out. the sunlight. Yes, get them out. Let them burn that energy out. My great grandfather used to say all the time. There was no ADD, ADHD. You were given not. an axe and made to go chop firewood or go hoe the garden for nine hours, and you came in and you don't even remember laying down. <laughs> <laughs> when we were when we were kids at summer break, our mom would kick us out. Said, yep. "There's the fire hose." Mm-hmm. We'd come in for lunch. After that, you you, right. did, you didn't come home to the the, right. the, the the lights came on. Yeah, the the one of the many blessings that comes with homeschooling is most homeschool families understand that, and their children are provided the opportunity to get out. You know, they're not sitting in desk for six, seven, eight hours a day. And of course, now because of the debt situation, you have children, and this was going on when I was teaching too. They would come to school at six o'clock in the morning and not leave until six o'clock at night because there was before care, then there was after care. Right. So the kids were. Essentially jailed up right. all day long, you know, in desks or, you know, in the building doing work. I'm sure now most of them are on devices, you know, for hours and hours sure. a day. No wonder we've seen an explosion of behavioral issues, oh, the whole, you know, with kids. The whole TikTok trans thing and the kids and they're getting to the kids through that yep. medium and it's just... It's quite alarming. Yep, it is. And and parents, you know, if you are listening to this show and you want to know what you can do and you want to make changes and you really
really want to pull your kids out of the school system, send me a message. I would be happy to help with that. David mentioned, um, he talked about Canada there. We have a lot of listeners in Canada. So well, shout out. I, believe it or not, they've been coming to my sub stack. Yeah, and, that's and great. So if you're from Canada and you're listening to this, thank you for listening to Free Your Children. Um, David has a lot of uh, followers in Canada on his sub stack, and I'll have all that information listed where you can find him too. I want to remind everyone before I get off here tonight that you are equipped. You have what it takes. Parents, children do not belong to the state. They belong to the parents. Amen. And I know that David agrees with that because we were chatting about that earlier. There is no one better qualified to make decisions for your children than you, the parents. God gave those children to you. Don't let anyone else tell you any different. And I want to leave you with this tonight. I want to thank Safe Storage again for sponsoring tonight's show. And I want to leave you with this. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. Proverbs 23, 12. We love you here at WXRQ. But remember, Jesus loves you so much more. Good night and God bless.